Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. I am excited. You can be seated in the presence of God. Who here is loving the Canberra winter? I'm not, boo. <laughs> I, I really dislike winter so much. I don't like the cold. But there's one thing in particular I love about this month of June, and that is our preaching theme. And honestly, if I was only allowed to preach one message a year, I would choose to preach it in this theme. There is something about this theme that excites me um, when I prepare the message, and I hope that same passion and how I'm feeling it now will just overflow to you um, this morning. So every year in the month of June, as Ben Aiken opened up last week so well, if you didn't see that message, make sure you go back through YouTube and watch it. Uh, watch it. But uh, we preach around the theme of generosity and finances. And uh, this year we're calling it Jesus and money. Who knows that Jesus was not afraid to talk about money um, or to use it in his teachings. And the Bible is full of scripture, New Testament, Old, uh, Old Testament, that talk about money. And it's a bit sad, but it's true. A lot of the world revolves around money. So I think in church, it's important that we talk about it. I know it can be a bit uncomfortable sometimes, a bit awkward to talk about something as, per, as personal as your finances, but we need to talk about it as a church. And this month, um, we're unashamed to, to challenge you in your faith, but to encourage you in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, so of course, this leads up to the end of uh, this financial year, where as a church, we encourage you to fulfill the pledges that you've made to God. Uh, but also, we really want you to be praying into the new financial year coming up about what God is calling you to contribute into the building fund of our church. And uh, my wife and I do this every year, and um, we are continually amazed how God comes through with his blessing and provision uh, every single year. As we not only tithe, every week regularly, but give above that into our building fund. So let's go. Who's ready to talk about money? Um, but before I um, uh, show you, uh, what I want to do actually, let's do something a bit different. I have a really fun prop for you today. Now, I love my props, and this is probably my favorite prop I've ever used. And I've used some cool stuff like a compound bow before, um, a plastic snake, um, a bee press like crimping tool that I use for work. Uh, but this is one of my favorite. But before I show you, I'm going to tell you my message title for today. Um, it's inspired by the famous line in the movie, Jerry Maguire. Who thinks they might know what it is? Show me the... It's a little bit different. My message title for you today is called, Show Me the Honey. So let's all say it together. Show me the honey. Show me the honey. All right just because you asked. My prop for you today is a real piece of honeycomb. And thank you, David Croft, for donating it to our church today to help us to visually engage with the message. Fantastic. But let's go to scripture. We're going to the book of Proverbs today. And um, this proverb that we're reading today, Proverb of King Solomon, not only does it have literal truth to the words, if you just took it pure literally, it's true. But deeper than the literal truth, 
it is, a, is a deeper meaning, um, a principle that actually applies to everyday life. So we're going to Proverbs 25 verse 16. And because it's a short scripture for today, we're going to read it in three versions just to truly digest what it's saying. Proverbs 25 16, our NIV version says this. If you find honey, eat just enough, too much of it, and you will vomit. If you find honey, eat just enough of it, because too much, and it will make you vomit. In the New King James Version, it says this, very similar. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need lest you be filled with it and vomit. And the NLT version, I love this one, very similar again. Do you like honey? Don't eat too much or it will make you sick. Now, who here loves sweets? Sweet tooths? Yeah. I, think, I don't mean to make you too hungry at the start of church, but things like cake and chocolate, jelly beans, uh, Tim Tams, ice cream, cherry ripes, pavlova, caramel slice. I love my sweets. Um, who here is more of a savory person? You love your savory snacks. Um, okay, things like chips and dip, cheese and crackers, salami, carrot sticks, pies, and pasty, pastries. Come on. In fact, let's do a church vote. If you're a sweet tooth, put your hand up. If you're into savouries, hand up. There are three types of people in this world. Those that love sweets, those that like savouries, and if you're like me, those that like to devour them both. (laughs) Amen. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Um, Snacking is my worst discipline in life. I mean, I'm, I'm not too, if it's not in front of me, it's fine. It's not too bad. And <laughs> nodding her head. But if there is snacks in front of me, I don't care if it's a two-year-old's birthday party. I don't care what kind of gathering. If it's a church meeting, I don't care if I have to get up in front of everyone. And I, I'm, I'm totally unashamed. I don't care how big a dinner I've had. I don't care how much lunch I've had. I will devour any snacks that is put in front of me. And so when it comes to Proverbs 25, 16, I get it. I know what it's like to feel sick from overeating. Do you like honey? Yes. (laughs) Don't eat too much or it'll make you sick. Oh, but honey, it's so sweet. Chips are so crispy. Aioli sauce is so irresistible. (laughs) French onion dip is so naughty but tasty. Chocolate, (laughs) it's so pleasurable. Good berries takes me straight to heaven. Amen. Uh, But is God warning us through this proverb, through King Solomon, about food consumption? Or is there a deeper meaning to this proverb? Do you like honey? Don't eat too much. It'll make you sick. Is it possible that God is warning us about all pleasures? In the Matthew Henry uh, commentary, he wrote about this scripture. We are cautioned to take heed of excess. We must use all pleasures as we do honey with a check upon our appetite, lest we take more than does us good 
and make ourselves sick with it. So yes, honey is sweet, but if I consume too much of it, it'll make me sick. Guess what? Money is also sweet, and too much greed will make me sick. Money and honey, they even sound the same. And in 1 Timothy 6 verse 10, this is a New Testament scripture, which I think is very similar to this proverb. It says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Do you see the connection? For the, for the what of money? The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Now, money isn't bad. Money is not bad. Wealth is not a bad thing. It says it's the love of money that is evil. In fact, Proverbs 10 verse 22 even says this, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth. Now, I'm not turning this into a prosperity message. I'm not saying the more wealth you have, the more blessed you are. That's not true. You can be poor, but blessed. What I'm saying is that money, wealth is not an evil, bad thing. I'll give you another visual example. This $50 note, is this good? <laughs> Hands up, I want it. <laughs> is this good or is it bad? The answer is, it depends what I do with it. Now, I can, at the end of this service, go and buy some illegal drugs with this money. Or I could go and donate it to Compassion, which our church endorses. It's a charity that's all about releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. So money can be a tool for good if it's put under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Sorry to bring up last month's theme on lordship again. Sorry, I know we're in the new, a new theme. We're in a new theme. So we'll just stick to that, Jesus and money. Now, before I continue on, I actually really want to just clarify and uh, drive home this point because it's very important that we don't leave here today with the wrong message. I'm not saying too much money makes you sick. I'm saying too much greed makes you sick. Let me put it this way to, to just really drive this home to us visual learners. God doesn't care how big your hive is. He cares what you do with it. Now, that is good gospel news if you live here in Australia, because the reality is, compared to the rest of the world, we're all pretty wealthy people. Now, I know we might drive different cars, we have different size houses, different size bank accounts, different size supers. We like to spend our money on different things. But at the end of the day, we all have it pretty good, and we should never judge each other. You shouldn't judge someone if they're poor. You shouldn't judge someone if they're wealthy. Because the only thing that matters is the thing you can't actually see, and that's the condition of the heart. Now, we know this. Jesus is the God of the poor, right? We know this. Guess what? Jesus is also the God of the wealthy. The challenging question that we need to ask ourselves, despite how much we earn or what we have, is do I consume everything I get? Or am I willing to be generous with what I have? In fact, here's the takeaway question for today's message. 
I don't really care if you don't get much else out of this message as long as you take this question home with you. And when you have a time of solitude with God or maybe you're stuck in traffic or you're lying in bed one night, ask yourself this question before God. Am I generous or am I a glutton? Am I generous or am I a glutton? Now, the definition of a glutton is an excessively greedy eater. Now, when it comes to snacks at a party, people know that I'm a glutton. You can see that. It's quite amazing. Where, I don't know. I just I can't stop eating. And maybe you're the same when it comes to food. But when it comes to our finances, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be known as a glutton. I want to be known as a generous person, particularly in the eyes of God. Because let's be honest, most, if not all of our giving is usually done in secret. And it should be. We don't need to be parading our giving to everyone. Because God sees it when we're doing it in, in secret. But, but I guess when it comes to Jesus and money, even if you're a generous person and it's done in secret, you carry a spirit of generosity on you. And people can see Christ in you. People can see if you're, you can just tell if someone's generous or not. You can tell if someone's stingy. You can just sense it. And, and I believe that people will see Jesus through if you live as a generous person. Proverbs 11 verse 24 says this, The world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. I love how God just speaks to us. Through his words. They're amazing. But do you know that God can actually also speak to us through his creation, through nature? Back to the honey theme. Do you know that bees are very generous? Bees work so hard to make their honey, just as we work so hard to make our money. But bees make way more honey than what they need. They make excess. And in this frame of honey, right here, two, two kilos, I believe, bees have flown an estimated 80,000 kilometers to produce this amount of honey. If you buy a jar of honey from the shops, estimating around 2 million flower visits for bees to produce that. But bees produce excess. And that's why as humans, for, for centuries, thousands of years, we've worked at that we can harvest the honey. That, but here's the message. You can't take too much honey. If you take too much of the bees' honey, you will starve the bees through winter and you'll kill them. And I think there's a message in that because it's okay for us as people to work hard, to save, to invest, to consume, but don't consume at all. We are called to be generous and obedient in our finances. And hey, there are just so many amazing people in this church not just with your finances, but, but with your time and encouraging words and selflessness. And, and that's why as a church community, we're so blessed because all of us are just so generous. And I want to encourage us to keep being generous. And so many of you tithe and give regularly to the building fund and it blesses our church in ways you will not know this side of heaven. You have no idea how much your faithfulness blesses this church. Talk to anyone on the board who, who are faithfully stewarding what you are giving. 
It is not wasted. It is stewarded. But before God, God, how do we use this money that your faithful people have given? Ask anyone on the board. Your giving has such a purpose to it. And, and well done to you guys who give faithfully. Now on this, I want to say something that's so challenging, but it's so true as well. And, and I tried to think of different real nice soft ways to say it, but every time I wrote something, I was like, no, nah, it really dilutes the truth of it. So I'm just going to say it and pray that you're here with mature spiritual ears. Yeah, yeah? Some of us need to stop eating the tithe because it's making you sick. When you consume the tithe, you are eating too much. And something that was once sweet and sacred is now becoming sour in your stomach. And sometimes even the thought, the, the conversation around generosity brings about a bitter taste in your mouth because you're consuming what is sacred to the house of God and you're robbing yourself of the blessing that God wants to pour out over your world. Can you prove that with scripture, Ben? Yeah, I can. I can. Malachi 3 verse 10. It says this, bring half the tithe in, sorry, bring a quarter of, no, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the windows of heaven and just pour out so much blessing, not just financial blessing, every kind of blessing in life, that you, there will not be room enough to store it. I know the whole paycheck looks sweet. I know it looks so tasty. I know I want to consume all of it, but the tithe, 10%, belongs into the house of God. Trust in God. Put your security in God. Put your identity in God. Invest into the kingdom. Put your hope in God. Uh, be generous and God will open up the windows of heaven over your world. Test me in this, says the Lord. It's not something that I'm just telling you to do. It's what Scripture says. God is telling you to trust Him in this. And tithing, giving, generosity, that does not mean that you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor. Not at all. God is happy for you to spend and to invest, to save and to holiday, to treat yourself, to have fun. Just make sure your generosity matches your lifestyle. Amen. I'm going to grab the keys up. Thanks, Emma. Because I believe that's all God wanted to say today. It's an encouragement. Trust me. Trust me in this. I know honey I know money is sweet, but too much of it will make you sick. I want to pour out a blessing over your life as you trust me, not just by tithing, but by seeking me at what I can contribute to the building fund of our church. And so in two weeks' time, you may have got this Vision Builders pamphlet on the way in, or if not, make sure you grab one. We as a church are gathering here in the building to celebrate uh, the start of another financial year with our Vision Builders service. And not only do we fulfill our current pledges, um, but we bring a new commitment to God for the next financial year. 
Please don't come here in two weeks' time without having prayed about it. Please don't come here and just in the moment write something down. We want this to be something you sense from the Holy Spirit. We should be seeking God about this. Make sure you take this home, put it in a place where you will see it. It will remind you to pray about it. Seek God. God, how am I to contribute? I remember when I was an apprentice, first year apprentice, didn't earn much money. When I really, when I gave my life to Christ, I still sought God, even though I knew I couldn't give what would look like much from a human standard. But, but to God, that was what I could give. And every year, as I fulfilled that pledge, God increased me. And so I increased my, my faith, the amount. And some of us are called to give big amounts, and you should be obedient to that. Some of us are called to give what we would call, like humanly, maybe we would see it as small, but it's not. It's the widow. It might be the widow's might. To God, it's big. It's everything. And that's why it's, you, you need to seek God. You don't need to try and ask what someone else is giving to compare. Seek God with all your heart. Bring it with a joyful attitude. Don't bring it with a sour taste in your mouth. Be joyful about it. You're giving to your God. Just as you give a birthday gift to someone, you give it because you want to give it to them. Have you ever been given a gift and someone's like, oh, here you go, I bought this for you. The gift doesn't mean anything. Bring your gift to God joyfully. And as we do that in unity, God will, I don't know, he'll open up the windows of heaven over this place. He'll continue. We'll see marriages restored, family members saved. We'll see each other go deeper in Christ. The community will be blessed. Come on, we're in this together. This is going to be awesome. And what you bring matters. I believe we are entering into an exciting season into the life of our church. And it's not time to be complacent. It's time to stir up our faith again and to get invested, not just with money, by serving and, and attending and encouraging one another. But let's be in unity in this season. And I know God will show himself strong. Can we all close our eyes across this, pra- this place? I want to pray over you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come under your blessing here today. God, I pray that today you will just speak to every single individual what their next step is in their faith and obedience to you in their finances. God, I pray that if anyone's been offended by something I've said, I pray you'll just speak to them about it. I pray you help us all to see that, that we give generously because we just want this presence of God to overflow into the community. We don't just want to keep it to ourselves. God, I pray over the next few weeks, you'll help us to fulfill our current pledges to you. And God, you'll also just speak to us about what we are to bring to you in two weeks' time. Thank you, Lord God, that it is faith that pleases you. God, we know that we are loved no matter how much we give or whatever. We are loved no matter what. May our giving just reflect our love towards you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, we thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.